Hey, my name is Petra Cruz, and I'm obsessed with all things birth, but especially VBAC. I am a birth doula and mom who had a vaginal birth after three cesareans. In this podcast, we dive deep into the inspirational world of vaginal birth after cesarean. In each episode, you'll hear inspiring VBAC stories, practical tips from professionals who champion the VBAC cause, as well as my personal journey and how it might help you on yours. From mindset shifts to evidence-based practices, you'll leave each episode feeling inspired and informed. Get ready to soak in the wisdom, embrace the strength within, and join this incredible VBAC community. This is the VBAC Junkie Podcast. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the VBAC Junkie Podcast. Today in this podcast, I want to talk about choosing your VBAC location. So this is where you would like to give birth. There are several factors that I think you might want to consider before you decide where you want to give birth. So I personally had my VBAC at a hospital. I did this because, um, honestly, there was a lot of fear surrounding my VBAC because I did have three C-sections previously. So I had actually wanted to plan for a home birth, but none of the home birth midwives in my area would take me on because I was too high risk. So I did plan a hospital birth with a doula. Um, The plan was to wait until I was as deep into labor as possible so that I would be close to pushing when I got to the hospital, which pretty much happened. I gave birth like two to three hours after arriving at the hospital. So I've already told my husband, if we did have another baby, I'm having a home birth. (laughs) Personal choice, obviously, but that's the route I would go. So some things that I do want to talk about. So we'll touch on each place. So the first one you can have at a hospital. So this is typically what most people decide to do, which is totally fine. Um, Some of the pros to giving birth at the hospital is obviously you have access to medical interventions if necessary. Uh, That would be things like, you know, Pitocin, which, you know, that's a whole other thing. But if you wanted something to help your labor progress a little faster, you could have access to that. Also, IV fluids, if you're like dehydrated, you could have obviously access to that. Uh, Availability of medical professionals and emergency services. If emergency does arrive, arise, then obviously you would have immediate access to that. Uh, You could get pain relief like an epidural or like Demerol, something to take the pain off, ease the pain off. Some places also have like gas, which um, can take the edge off of pain and kind of make you a little loopy. Not all hospitals have that, but that is one option. So some of the cons would be the fact that you have easy access to these medical interventions, such as Pitocin, such as Epidural, because sometimes those actually can stall or just make your labor a little slower. Uh, Also, going into the hospital, typically we view the hospital as a place for sick people. So some people have an aversion to that and just don't like hospitals in general. So that could actually hinder your labor by making you feel fearful, unsafe, like you're being watched. And of obviously all of those feelings, if you're feeling them, they can stall or slow down your labor. 
Also, limited control over the birthing environment. So obviously, you can do your best to try to make your room that you're laboring in and giving birth in as serene as possible, creating this soothing ambiance. Um, but there's only so much you can do. Obviously, you can like dim the lights, bring fairy lights, affirmations, and put music and, you know, aromatherapy in the room. Like those are all great. Um, but, you know, sometimes the hospital doesn't always like those things. So obviously, you have to check with them beforehand before you do like the aromatherapy uh, or that kind of stuff. So those are some of the pros and the cons. There are more than that, but I invite you to do your research and to dig a little deeper to see if the pros and cons align with your beliefs and values before you decide. So going into birth center, birth center is your second option. Typically birth centers are, they have to be within a certain distance to a hospital. So typically they are within like 10 to 15 minutes of a hospital. So they are pretty close to a hospital if an actual emergency arises. That is, you know, a pro. Another pro is it's a home-like setting with typically a focus on like natural or instinctual birth. So typically they like to follow your lead when it comes to giving birth. It's obviously more personalized and family-friendly atmosphere. So it, this is typically led by midwives and they like to give you that like one-on-one -on -one care, which is incredible. Uh, but you do have to find a midwife that aligns with you because not all of them are as natural or holistic minded as you might think. So having those conversations beforehand is super important. And if you do see a hospital that has a birthing center attached to it, that's typically not what I'm talking about. That's not the birth center I'm talking about. Those are to like, they want you to view it as like a birth center when you're envisioning like it's midwife led and some of them are midwife led, but they are typically more sterile and hospital like. Uh, so another pro to the birth center, it has lower intervention rates compared to the hospital, obviously because they don't have like epidurals and they do have Pitocin, um, but typically that's just used for helping the placenta come out after birth. Uh, so yeah, lower intervention rates compared to the hospital. And they do typically have low transfer rates. Uh, some of the cons, you have limited access to medical interventions if complications do arise. Now, that's not to say they don't have things like Pitocin. They do have stuff to like stop hemorrhages if a hemorrhage were to happen. But like you don't have access to a C-section if a C-section is necessary in that time frame that might be critical. Uh, they are taking very special care with you, though. They are monitoring you, doing intermittent monitoring. So that is also something that is a pro, actually, is they are still monitoring you, but with like a handheld Doppler, uh, typically. And that's to make sure, you know, baby's heart rate is good. The only other con, going back to the cons, is some insurances may not cover birth center births. So you would obviously have to call your insurance company and see if they do cover for that specific birth center. Some do. Or you could even use like an FSA or HSA account to pay. Obviously, this is also individualized. So you would have to reach out to that birth center and talk to them about payment options. 
But if you're looking at the cost, giving birth at a birth center is way less than giving birth at a hospital. Like it's a fraction of the price. I would have to say like a vaginal birth at a birth center could be anywhere from like Depends on the midwife, but anywhere from like four to six or seven thousand dollars. And a hospital birth can be upwards of like a hundred thousand dollars, just depends on what you what type of like interventions you get. Uh, so going into home birth. So this is your third option. You can have a home birth. Um, and this definitely depends on what your comfort level is. Um, but some of the pros, let's go into some of the pros. The comfort and familiarness of being in your own space. So that could actually help to make your labor shorter because you feel safe and you're comfortable. You're in your own space. And obviously lower intervention rates and potential for a more relaxed atmosphere because there's not going to be such easy access to all the different interventions. So also continuous support from like your chosen birth team. So only people that you choose are going to be in that birth space. And you have the ability to tell them, hey, wait outside the room while I am laboring. Because sometimes the more people you have, the longer your labor could be because you don't feel safe and comfortable. And obviously, like I've talked about before, when you feel safe and comfortable, you are able to progress a little faster or your contractions might feel less painful because you feel safe and comforted and you are in charge of who is coming in and out of your space. So some of the cons, obviously you have limited access to medical interventions and emergency services. So depending on where you live, that could be definitely something you take into consideration. It's typically not suitable for high-risk pregnancies and you may face challenges if a transfer to a hospital is needed. So we'll go a little more in depth to that. But some considerations that I think are important for decision making is going over your medical history and risk factors. Definitely look into your medical history and see if there are any like contraindications for having a home hospital or birth center birth. So that would be like if you have severe diabetes or, you know, you have like a special scar, which that doesn't automatically take you out of having like a home birth or a birth center birth. Well, actually, a birth center birth, typically they don't take uh, people with special scars uh, just because the risk is a tiny bit higher for like uterine rupture or other things. Um, so home birth you can. I actually just spoke to somebody who had a free birth after two C-sections and her second C-section she had a special scar and she did have a free birth which is a home birth which hers was a home birth with no medical professionals there. It was just like her husband and her doula present. So that is also an option. I'm not telling you to run out and go do that but if that feels like something you want to do then you know that's totally your choice. Um, but just consider those factors. And your personal preferences and comfort definitely matters. So if you feel safe at home and hospitals give you so much anxiety that you are freaking out about having late, you know, giving birth at the hospital, that might be a good option for you. But definitely dive into what exactly that would look like. Um, also, having a supportive birth team is key. 
like if you do end up having a hospital birth, typically it's like who's on call that's going to be at your birth plus your nurse plus whoever comes in. And typically when you do give birth at a hospital, by the time you're in the pushing stage, there could be anywhere from six to 10 people in the room <laughs> watching you push this baby out. So take that into consideration too. Um, with a birth center, it's typically very little amount of people. It could be like the midwife, maybe in her assistant. And if she has a student, maybe a student, but you can also talk to them about what that would look like. And if you don't want anybody in the room, besides the midwife, then you can tell them. And typically they're great about it. Uh, same thing with like a home birth. So typically it's a midwife and she'll have like an assistant come in when it's closer to like pushing time. Like, obviously it's your decision. I have attended home births and at a home birth, like the midwife would come in, she'd kind of check up on you, ask if you want like a vaginal exam. If not, she would be like, okay, well, I'll just kind of hang out. And when you need me, let me know. And a lot of times the midwife is just in another room letting you labor away unless you want something from her. So that is really incredible because then you can focus on, you know, just kind of being in the moment with your partner or husband, whoever it is, and doula, if you do have a doula. It's so special. Um, so that is also an option. Uh, some questions to ask uh, a provider when you are choosing your birth location. Ask them, what are the policies regarding VBAC at this location? What emergency protocols are in place if something does happen? Can I bring my chosen birth team or doula? How many people are allowed to be in here? How often do transfers to a hospital occur? So obviously that question would be like for a birth center or a home birth midwife, um, that specific question. And also, you know, all of them you can ask, what pain relief options are available? And, you know, is there anything that you guys require for VBAC clients? Like, do you guys require that I have an epidural catheter placed, even though I don't want one? Do you require an IV? Do you require me to stay in the bed? What are the specific requirements? And make it known what you do or do not want. So making the final decision, it is your choice, okay? I want you to definitely weigh the pros and cons based on your individual circumstances, I cannot make a blanket statement for what is good for one person. If you feel safer in the hospital, then have at it. There's nothing wrong with that. If you feel safer at a birth center or at your home, do that. That is totally your choice. And I want you to know that, of course, it is great to have a birth plan, but definitely being flexible is key and being open to different adjustments that might have to happen along the way. It will help you not only physically, but mentally so that you don't feel like you're tied to any kind of like time constraint or any type of certain, you know, rules that you have to follow. So definitely make sure that you try to have an open mind because of course we want this like beautiful, beautiful birth, but sometimes that's just not what happens. And sometimes being flexible or being able to pivot in the moment can help, can help you feel like that is not traumatic, help you feel like you are one, the one that is in charge of what is happening. 
and things are happening because you want them to and not just to you, if that makes sense, you know. So um, this is like a shorty episode, but I really do invite you to do your own research. Definitely dig into something, dig into all of these and see what feels right to you. You know, speak to your partner and ultimately it is your decision. Because I know personally, my husband was not comfortable with hospital or uh, excuse me, a home birth. And so I felt like I had to go along with that because of his fear. Now we've like talked about it and he understands home birth and he understands that it can be done safely. And he understands that that actually used to be the norm, like hospitals has become the norm, but it hasn't always been that way. And I'm not here to bash hospitals. Like definitely I had a hospital birth with my VBAC and it was great, you know, as great as it could be in a hospital setting. So just tune into yourself and do what feels right to you ultimately. And thank you so much for listening. I really hope that this was helpful. If you would like to dig deeper into these topics, please go ahead and let me know. Find me on Instagram at birthingcometrue and send me a DM. I would love to chat with you if you have any questions, comments, or want to share your personal experience with me. Don't forget to tune in to next week's episode. All right. Thank you so much. I will see you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the VBAC Junkie podcast. Make sure to leave a rating and subscribe to the show so that you don't miss an episode. And also, I have a free gift for you. If you would like to have a guide on how to prepare for a VBAC, head to my website at www.birthingcometrue.com slash VBAC guide. And all of this will be in the show notes. So you can just click that link and head there and download this free guide. I hope you have an amazing week. Until next time. Bye.